to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you can be, you decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found over on uh, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, all the places you get your good podcast. We're part of the Libsyn Network. If you are a fellow podcaster, you can find us, friend us, follow us over there. If you got a smart speaker at home, tell them to play the lo- uh, the latest episode of the Local Bar. It's pretty cool. Starts working. Uh, if you want to find us for other reasons, localbarmedia.com is where you can do that. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, same name. And comments, questions, condolences, chat at localbarmedia.com. I started this show, um, it'll be six years ago this October, November. I'm actually not quite sure what the first... I think I started recording in October and threw, like, two shows away. Uh, but I started this show for, for a couple of different reasons. But but one of my favorite things about this show is all the stories, right? The stories that people bring on, the stories that I get to tell, uh, the things that I share from from other people. Like, I, I it's one of my favorite things. Storytelling is, is just a, one of my favorite things. I love um, <clears throat> I love when they have a message. I love when they're just to make somebody laugh. And and it, it goes back. I may have mentioned this before. If you're new to the show, I'll, I'll say it. If you've been here before, bear with me. But a long time ago, there was a buddy of mine, Russ Hunt. And uh, he had this theory that uh, I stole from him. That if you ask somebody something about them to tell you like their most interesting thing, um, what they share is what they believe their most interesting thing is. But somewhere down around three or four is really where the good stuff is. Um, I've I've put some thought into why that is. I think that it's not always that, that like that that theory. Is not perfect, but I'm going to tell you it'll it'll surprise you how how much uh, how much truth is in that, and uh, that that's my favorite thing. Any anything where I like where I've worked, hobbies I've had before in the past, um, relationships, friendships, all that stuff. The stories are really what makes it fun. Um, you know, you can't you can have somewhat of a connection for the time. And the place, but you can never go back to the time, so it has to live in those stories, right? And, uh, you know, I, I love it when the challenge comes up, like you had to be there. Uh, because that, that I, I think that's a, a wonderful challenge for storytellers. Okay, maybe that's true, but how do I paint this so that people really get it? And uh, that's, that's one of my favorite things about sharing stories on this show. Um. When I think of friends and I think of people, uh, I, I instantly think of a story. There, there's not somebody in my life somewhere that if we were sitting around a table, and we had a couple beers, and we're all having a good time, and you just threw a name out to me, I could tell you some kind of entertaining story about that person. It's my favorite way to remember people. Um, I think it surprises some of my friends time to time. They'll, they'll they'll say they'll say, "Oh my god, I can't rem- believe you remember that moment." For some reason, it is it is part of a device that helps me remember them, and it, and it causes them to be endearing to me. I, I love that, and, it's, and, it, and again, I I can't express to you enough how much I love stories. One of the guys that I interviewed this week has some of my favorite stories. I cannot share them all with you. But I'll 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 tell you a couple. I, I had the opportunity to go over uh, to this band's practice space uh, the other day, which happens to be my band's practice space, and um, and interview them. They are they are a, a really cool band that's gone through a lot of changes through the years. 
some of the different members of the band have been on this show. Kevin Pettit himself has been on this show before. Uh, but uh, Kevin Pettit, Kevin Brewer, Chris Howard, the members of the local band in Columbia, South Carolina, 48 Fables, join me later on uh, to talk a little bit about their band, uh, how they got together, kind of where they're going, and just share some stories about uh, about where they came from. And so a really cool interview, uh, re- you know, kind of surprising on a couple of points, but one that I, I think you'll like. If you If you get a chance to see these guys live, you should go do it. Uh, we're we're actually playing. I guess a little housekeeping here. Uh, Duncan Sims and the Accused, your boys' band here, uh, is playing with them at a gig May twenty first. It's a private gig, so you can't get in. But if you are in the Columbia, South Carolina area, the first weekend in May on Saturday, May the first, the Rosewood Crawfish Festival is happening, and. Um, it's down on the uh, at the fairgrounds in uh, here in Columbia, down by the by the stadium. And uh, my band's going on eleven thirty to twelve thirty. Driving and crying is wrapping things up later on that evening. Uh, prettier than Matt, someone who's been on the show before as well. Uh, they're going to be there. So if you get a chance, come on down. But make sure you get there early to see your boy here and the fellows from Duncan Sims playing uh, for that first hour opening up. But back to, back to what I was going to say, I, Kevin and I, just to let you know, Don Merkel is the gentleman who uh, provides the music for this show. Uh, Don uh, had a band for a while. He and Kevin have been in a couple of bands together, but I got the opportunity to be in one with, with Donald and Kevin. That is uh, Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths. Kevin was the bass player for that band. And we uh, we traveled around and toured and played a lot of cool shows and, and met a lot of great people. But the stories are, are, are there, and and Kevin is one of these guys that it, it finds a way to be a good story wherever he is. I will um, I'll tell you uh, what one of one of my favorite stories is um, the blacksmiths were notorious for getting um, getting into the whiskey when we'd play. And uh, I don't mean like, you know, to go, well, some shots of fireball. I mean, we'd drink anything. But we'd get to playing, and people would just bring out trays of shots for the boys on stage. I mean, even at the time, we had about seven guys in the band. We, 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 were, we, were, we were getting people to go broke buying whiskey shots for, for us. And uh, there, were, there, were a couple of, there were a couple of gigs that I swear I think it was, uh, it was a challenge by somebody in in the audience to get us absolutely rip roaring drunk by the by the the second or third set. There was a night we were playing at Foxfield. It's a uh, one of the hidden gems of Columbia, South Carolina, outside music venue, right in the middle of a neighborhood. It is fantastic. If you haven't been, check it out. Uh, they are reopening and and doing all the stuff you need uh, to be safe and uh, hopefully have some music going there soon. But we were there. It's kind of like a, a home turf place for us. We're in the back, just having a blast, hooting and hollering on stage. Uh, the fans were, were having a great time. People were up and dancing. It was great. It was great. And uh, we we were we were pretty far we were pretty far into that sauce. Let me tell you, probably the sauciest we've ever been. Uh, Don and I have talked about it before, and <laughs> you know he's like, we we're up on stage having a blast. It could have sounded like crap. We could have been hitting all the wrong notes. Hell, the the PA could have stopped working. We wouldn't have known. We were all playing and just flying high. And we had this song, Alaska, where I I leave the keyboard and I get up and I play this big old accordion. It was this awesome accordion that that one of my wonderful neighbors here in Rosewood let me borrow. It was a Scandali uh, accordion. It was a legit awesome accordion. I had no idea how to play it. I actually only borrowed it to play it for this song. So I'm not a I'm not a small guy, right? And uh Pettit, when he plays bass, is, is usually right beside me. Or we're somewhere where we can see each other. He happened to be right in front of me at this show. I actually stood beside him playing one of God's most annoying sounding instruments poorly for this song. I'm making the point. It's really hard to miss that we played this song, Alaska, because I'm doing all this 
outlandish crap while we play it. It's a cool song, uh, one that Don, I think, is going to have on a new album. He's, he's released that song as a single over on his YouTube channel. You should check it out. But uh, we, uh, we, we, were, we played that song, and then we got done, and we were playing another song. And it was getting about time to wrap up. And it was apparent to us that it was about time to wrap up. So we knew we only had a song or two left. And the, the band, let me just kind of let you in what happens then. Don's always calling the shots. But what will happen is the rest of the band will start a committee. And we'll all start whispering. It's like, hey, have we done this song? We should do this song. I think everybody will love this song. And, and you'll hear us kind of come to a consensus. And I can kind of see Don's neck will get tight and his shoulders will get kind of scrunched up. And I can tell he's, like, not wanting to look back at the band because he wanted to play something else. So then he'll appease us and then usually do whatever it is he wanted to do. But uh, I remember Kevin turned to me and said, hey, uh, are we not going to play Alaska? Kevin, we we just played it a minute ago. What song were you playing? We were we were absolutely ripped up, gone. It was it was hilarious. It's still one of my favorite Kevin Pettit moments. Are we gonna play Alaska? You mean the song we just played, where I was standing beside you, where the only thing we sing is "Hell, Hell, Alaska." Yeah, Kevin, that, 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 we're gonna play that soon. Um, there was another time that he uh, apparently lost a stand up bass and a boot. While he was in a car, as a as a classic Pettit story, uh, and then there's another one I could tell you one day about how he tried to fake an injury to get past a um, a, a, a hotel lobby security guard. Kevin's one of these guys that that stories just kind of seem to find him, and it's always it's always kind of fun for me to spend some time with him. I, I enjoyed being able to play. Uh, with Kevin with the blacksmiths, I've, I've I've done some other stuff with him before uh, in the past, just jamming at other people's houses. We we've done a couple of little small things, hanging out together, and I've always enjoyed it. Uh, the band that he's with now, I, I'm getting to see something. If you've seen Forty Eight Fables before, they have had a duff, a, a, a a bunch of different uh, iterations of this band. Um, some just people moved on. Some with some drama. We didn't really get into any of that stuff. Um, not here to air anybody's dirty laundry. Um, but uh, the, the band's been through their their business. And, you know, with, with whatever's going on with them, one of the things that I get to actually enjoy with them now um, from playing a gig with, with them um, last year, right before the right when we thought the world was going to open back up, uh, is Kevin has written a lot of these songs, and and that's not something that I've ever really been exposed to, and it's really kind of fun. It's kind of neat to see that a guy that you've you've played with before, uh, that you've you've kind of like learned other people's music before and just kind of jammed around with, actually getting to hear their stuff uh, has been has been really neat. Um, so I you know it, it adds another layer to the story that, that is Kevin. Uh, I, I think Kevin Brewer and uh, Chris Howard all have wonderful stories about them. Um, and uh, it, it was really cool to be able to sit down and talk with them as a band. Uh, so if you haven't got a chance to see them yet, whenever the world kind of lets us all get back going again, uh, I'm sure they'll be bouncing around from bar to bar around town. So if you're in the Columbia area sometime, you need to stop by and see them. But until you do, uh, here's a little bit where you can uh, hear more about them, and I'll talk to you on the other side of the break. I want to go to Alaska Get away from it all I want to go to Alaska Where the trees grow tall When I get to Alaska I'll buy a pickup truck And while I'm there in Alaska I try and press my luck When I get to Alaska I'll meet a local girl find ourselves in Alaska At least we'll give it a whirl I'll make my bones in Alaska Until it swallows me whole I'll leave my bones in Alaska And watch the world grow cold Hail, hail Alaska Carry me far away Hail, hail Alaska Give me one more day Hail, hail Alaska, bury me in the snow. Hail, hail Alaska, 
get to Alaska or find an old sled dog. Well, I'm here today with 48 Fables is a band out of Columbia, South Carolina. Kevin Pettit, Kevin Brewer, Chris Howard. Gentlemen, how are y'all? Fantastic. Well, there we go. There we go. Uh, you guys have been together as a three-piece for a while. But, Kevin, this band started years ago, I believe, with a phone call to your buddy Chris over there. And yeah. y'all, y'all put this idea together. How, how long ago was that? It was 2017. Like January of yeah. He's got a picture that uh and it's dated. So mm-hmm. we know and it was whenever Chris and Guthrie and I um started off together and it was our very first practice. And I d I don't know if Matt was playing with us. Mm-hmm. He was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we had Matt Bridges um play drums. Oh that's right. Him. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 So you guys start off uh, way back then. The band's been through a couple of iterations. You've chased everybody out of the band except for yourselves now. Right. Now you're a three-piece, and uh, you're, you're stuck with Kevin Brewer. Kevin, when did you enter the band? Was it August of 2018, or was it 19? I think it was 18. 2018, yeah. So you, you the band has always had that uh, Americana Roots kind of feel. Um, when you guys are doing certain covers, great stuff, classic rock stuff. Kind of still a little bit more forward towards that Americana feel. As you've moved into a three-piece, it's still the same band, quote-unquote, but it certainly has a different feel. What what do you think causes that? Well, Kevin took over singing lead. Um, we started writing you know, our own music and uh, leaning heavily on that. Like Before we became a three-piece, we had swollen to, what, five, six people? Six people? Six. And... Yeah, six was our... Yeah. And we kind of... Oh, my God, it was six. Was it seven? Y'all would be on stage, and it looked like there was... Like, somebody was having to stand off to the side. Uh, Yeah, well, maybe. (laughs) Just put the guitar player (laughs) over there. Who cares? Yeah, that's That's right. right. Yeah. But we kind of lost that... We were losing that Americana rock thing. We were getting... So, anyway... Uh, we decided to, <laughs> not going into all of that, well we done. decided to uh, call the herd, I guess, and, and we just, you know, we knew that the three of us could get along really well together and that we had a similar vision for what we wanted to do. One of the, one of the things that's very apparent uh, when, you, when you guys instantly start playing is that Brewer is singing. And other than, I don't know, Don Henley or the, the guy from that, Who's the band with the with the cowboy mouth. cowboy mouth? You don't really see that a lot. Um, it is something that 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 doesn't seem to be as natural for the. It's you're allowed to open up beers while I'm doing your own interview. It's absolutely fine. I didn't want to yeah, overwhelm yeah. the uh, the mic with the the uh, crack and pop. It, 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 the interview goes a lot better the more you drink. So it, it's the same thing here too. Uh, Welcome America. When you uh, <laughs> when you're when you're up there singing, do, do people say that to y'all? Is that something that they notice? Is it something that people uh, point out that they think it's it's different that the drummer is singing, or is that something that nobody ever talks to you about? No one's ever mentioned it to me. No one's ever said anything. Well, I think it's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> if I can, it too, you know, there's been other ones. It yeah. is, you know, it's not. You don't see it all the time, but there's quite a few bands out there that have drummers. It uh, it is interesting, Brewer, that um, you know you you see you back there singing a great voice. Uh, love the way that y'all's voices sound together when you're singing. Um, the lyrics and stuff that you guys have put together, all is awesome. Um, what's funny is, I, I guess I think the thing that takes me kind of out of um, out of those parameters of what I think "quote unquote" normal band setup should be is uh, you would think somebody back there singing on the drums would not be able to still entertain the crowd as you as you would like Don Henley which who actually is boring when he plays the drums and sings mm-hmm. um you're not though it's still a lot of fun sitting you and watching you play on Hill. Oh, yeah that's, that's true uh you're it's still a lot of fun to watch you watch you play sing have you have you done that a lot is that something that you've done uh, with other bands and other things you other projects you've worked on before uh from the very first band I was in at like 14 oh really okay. I did most of the singing then so it's it kind of taxes your coordination. Yeah. And, uh, I always thought that the drumming itself suffered a little bit because I was singing. Uh, but 
I don't as, mind a, doing as opposed it. to you just being an inferior drummer. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Right? That yeah. might be. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it is. So so doing this since you're 14. So 66 years of experience singing and playing the drums. Um, uh, Six, 64. All right, 64. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, these songs, though, whenever whenever you're singing them, one of the things that I do like about them is that while Kevin's written a lot of things that y'all are doing now, the stuff that Kevin's written, whether it be a couple of years ago, and we'll, we'll we'll circle back to that in a second. But um, it is it is kind of amazing. One of the things I, I don't know if you take this as a compliment, but when you're singing them, it feels like it's your song, like the way uh, you, you you put your heart into it. I mean, I'm sure you've done that with other bands, but it, it while the coordination thing may suffer a little bit, it doesn't seem like the vocals or projecting what the feeling of the song comes across. Um, how does it feel for you to be singing songs like that? Do you really get into them or with all your hands having to move and thinking about all that you're doing naturally? No, is I, it just I, too much? I do get into it. It's the, um, it's a weird thing to, um, when you're moving all four of your limbs to concentrate on your breathing, a little breath control, when you really got to hammer out something vocally, uh, it's work. It feels like work. Uh, but no, I enjoy doing it. And, you know, if I like the song, then there's going to be some, for lack of a better way to put it, some emotional support yeah. to the vocals because I'm yeah. enjoying what I'm singing. Um, but yeah, a lot of the vocals, most of the vocals are actually Kevin Pettit's ideas. Dude, I'm just curious, the musician. I can't memorize lyrics for shit. <laughs> That's you remember everything else. Lines from movies, yeah. lines from every song in the yeah, world. Yeah, I, I memorize stuff that I've been listening to or yeah. singing or whatever for 25 years. If it's if it's newer than two years, it's not going to stick. Right, right. That's, gotcha. why I, that's why I have a uh, music stand over there like a total square well that's the thing like you've got all these drums and a microphone why not add another piece over there just yeah. to distract you might as well do that do you ever find i'm just curious when you're when you're learning a song when you're learning one of the new songs because you're having to keep the your time with all those four limbs moving do you find that you change things like as far as the rhythm of the lyric sometimes just to keep up with what's going on or does that no, not really. Kind of That's yeah, you do, man. No, I, <laughs> I was going to ask you afterwards, Kevin, but okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's I would like say a, a game of to tell the truth here for a second. Yeah. I'd say the first thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. The, the first thing that we establish on a new song is the roadmap to that yeah, new song. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if it's one of Kevin's, then they're all one of Kevin's. Right. Well, but with, no, I'm not with, like with one exception, okay. but. Um, so far. But yeah, uh, he sends a recording of him playing acoustic guitar. We put it together based on that. And then if he doesn't want to sing it, like, you sing half of yours, I'd say. You know? Yeah, I think. So, so yeah, we, get, we get the roadmap down. And I try to, if he, he literally tells me, I want you to sing this one. There's no peacock bullshit going on. He's like, you're singing this. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. Well, I ask. <laughs> I plead sometimes, but you know, sometimes I know that I'm not going to sing it all. Well, I find that I, I have found that my vocals work better in more of the more punk and the, or rock oriented songs. And if you really need a good singer, then Kevin needs to be the one singing it. Like the more country things we do and the. Um, I don't. I don't know. There, there are certain songs that we do that he, that he's he's just. I remember the first time we heard him, you know, he was singing with the Capital City Playboys out at Foxfield, and uh, and he sang lead on the song. I'd never heard him sing lead before, and Chris and I were sitting in the audience. We're like, man, what the hell's going on here? And and he had a great voice. And he was. Shouldn't say anything else about that, but he sounded really good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so whenever we decided to become a three-piece, it was it was a no-brainer, you know. Yeah. Um, when we decided on our first threesome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin's over here trying to, to to keep from giving away the secrets. I mean, like, oh, we heard his voice; it turned me up. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, I don't want to talk smack about anybody. So the uh, the first time I think I ever heard you guys, you were you were on your way to practice. You were actually on 
uh, an episode of my podcast years ago. I, I remember that. Oh, yeah, all, I was out in front of your house. All yeah. the way to his house. Right. Yeah, because we, we, we got to talking too long. You had to tell them to wait on you. Yeah. And uh, I remember I came by not long after that over to your house. We had to pick something up. I guess we had a gig somewhere where we were playing. Um, and I met you. And we'd probably met before, but we really kind of sat and chatted for a little bit. Um, checked out the, the practice space. It was it was really kind of neat. Um, it wasn't long after that I saw y'all play somewhere, Chris. And I, I remember the first time hearing you play live and and how impressed I was with it. When I walked in tonight, the the, the guitar licks you have, just this kind of really smooth and, and, and very um, – uh, not, I don't want to say like a kind of a like a, a, a Texas riff rhythm on some Americana kind of music, but it it does have more of that kind of feel to it. What's your basis on guitar? I've, I've always I've never asked you this. I'm just kind of curious. What what really grabbed you when you were younger and kind of like helped you create a style? Um, started out. I have to be honest um, with metal. I I listened to you know I'm a child of the '80s. And we were listening to a lot of the British bands like Priest and Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath. But then we did, you know, kind of delve into the Brewer's favorite band, Motley Crue, and <laughs> all that 80s hair metal yeah, garbage. Yeah. So that's, that's what I came up playing. And then after that, I really got into the whole grunge thing in the 90s and started playing that. So I guess I've always been a rock guitar player and then when I got with these guys and we started playing some you know something that's a little different maybe towards the country side or whatever I just liked being able to bring that rock sensibility into that it's one of the th one of the most overused words I think when speaking to musicians in any kind of magazine article is the, is the word eclectic I think it's completely lost its shine now. There is something though about the way you play with the style of music that this band has that feels like you bring some kind of different background to it. I was really hoping you were going to tell me it was like Debbie Gibson based. <laughs> but uh, but no. the, 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 the metal bass, that, that, I guess that I guess that does make some sense. What, are you, do you help out with the, uh, the lyrics at all too? Purely music? Uh, purely music. Okay. The lyrics is 100% these guys. Um, we don't want to overtax his coordination. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know me. But I'll say this, if I may, about his guitar playing. Like, the things that he he throws out that, now granted, most of our songs, the formula, ABAB, solo, bridge, etc., um, there's a standard solo in there, but the shit that he does that really blows me away is the little licks in the interludes that sound like, to me, they sound like George Harrison or Johnny Marr outtakes. Uh, it, it's wow. amazing. You know? Yeah. So, there's your pat on the back, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. One of the other things, and now I don't want to, I don't want you to, to, to like start hiding stuff whenever you see me at shows. <laughs> but one of the other things that I've always noticed about you is you don't use like a lot of pedals. You don't go wild with anything. You really bring out the tone of the guitar with what you're using with the amp and the tricks that you have. Is that something you've always done, or is that something you shifted more towards with this band? That is solely something I shifted towards with this band. Um, I've always been, you know, playing metal, then you're all fuzzed out. And it's yeah. just nothing but effects. I got really tired of that because I feel like the best sounding guitar is a guitar plugged into an amp. Um, and I just, when. Kevin approached me about playing in an Americana band. I thought, this is it. This is my opportunity to really master that simplistic sound. And that's what I've tried to do. Yeah. So, you know, when I started out, I had a Gretsch, which is a beautiful sounding guitar. But since going to a three-piece, I've switched back to my old SG, which... I was very pleased with how it sounded using that formula of not many effects, just going with guitar plugged into the amp. I gotta say, the first night that he brought that in, and we were, it was early on as a three-piece, I guess, he played that, and there was a much heavier sound and everything, and it, it changed the band, the sound of the band a lot that yeah, night. It did. I left really excited it was like oh now we got it 
now we're rolling. This is what the sound is going to be. And everything took a heavier rock kind of a, a turn after that, you know. Um, but that that SG, uh, like I've played, <laughs> I've played that guitar, and I've, that thing is hard to play because it's so. I remember Brooks Purefoy talking about a, a he had a Gibson Les Paul, and it was he he would complain that it was almost too much guitar for him because it was the presence or something was so much, and it's like all the notes jump out of it. But he plays it beautifully. I you know not everybody can get an SG and just make it sound the way it ought to, but Chris is able to do it, you know. Now, now speaking of doing things a little bit different, uh, Pettit, you know, you and I have played together in, in the past. A so long so, time. so yeah. that means your your best days are behind you. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, in, in the bands that I've seen you play, I mean, I, I know you've played upright and you've, you've played, you know, different basses, but obviously with this, with this band, you don't play your upright anymore. It's fun watching you play. It, it feels like a different style, while the music may be different than what you've played before in the past. It's kind of fun watching you have so much fun up on stage. This music feels very different. Is that because it was your music, or was there something with this band, maybe playing with Chris from the very beginning, that kind of shifted something in the style that you played in your in your presence on stage? You're talking about whenever I switched over to electric. Yeah. Because you know we, for the longest, for a couple of years, I played upright with this band, and um, and then it seemed like it wasn't cutting through like whenever I think maybe whenever Andy joined I'm not really sure there was some time around there that I switched over to electric um, just to cut through a little bit more and I had to kind of reacquaint myself with the electric because I hadn't played electric hardly at all in years and uh, it it's it's a lot of fun playing both of them I say both you know electric and upright are a lot of fun but I have a lot of fun just, I, so much of being in a, comfortable in a band is just the guys that you're playing with. And these guys are very, we're just simpatico, I guess. We work together really well. And I know that neither one of them is gonna let me down. You know, they, they're they always on point and everything. Oh, and I'll, dis I'll disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> well, just give know. me enough time. <laughs> 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 Never anything too heavy, but yeah, there's constant disappointment. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so before we move on to talking specifically specifically about the music, um, when when we mentioned before there are different iterations of the band, they were very different iterations. You had a keyboardist and two backup singers. Should I? I shouldn't call them backup singers. Two singers. Two singers. Two singers. Two singers well, they did both. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did both. But you had you. It was, it was a very different looking band. It's had different shapes. Much like Chris going into this, stripping down what he does with the guitars to get to that sound that's at the soul of everything, is that pretty much what you did with this to find this sound and this group and this feeling moving into writing the songs? Brewer, I think you ought to talk about that a little bit because <laughs> I remember hanging out at the White Mule and he, he said, hey, guys, come here. I want to talk to you for a minute. Oh, Christ, you expect me to remember that conversation? Well, not really, <laughs> but that was the beginning it. of it right there. Um, you, you said that you think that we ought to just become a three-piece. And um, so I think that you ought to answer that question. <laughs> I, think, question? I think I oh, – shit. I think I heard what was that – the bottom of it, the root of it, and man, fuck it, I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah. We had a moment where we thought, well, what are we gonna do without somebody to provide original content so we could play that, because we didn't want to do a three hour a night bar band thing, you know? Right. We wanted to like play cool spots and play for 45 minutes to an hour, and we didn't really want to be a, a, a three-set band anymore. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want to exactly. do, go into the cover. So thing. we had Scott there, and we had his songs, and we worked those for a while. And, and then we added Andy to that, and he provided these songs. And then, you know, you get personality conflicts and that sort of thing. It's going to happen. It's just the way it is. Uh, so it got whittled down, and then we added... 
we added uh, two vocalists and we pushed that for a while, but it went in the direction of back to that, we're doing this for the money, we're going to get these gigs out of town and we're gonna play three sets again. And it was tedious. And we even yeah. did that in, we even did that in town a couple of times. And then there's just, like I said, then you get personality conflicts again. But the thing that occurred to me was that it's like, this was the trifecta. Um, we all believe in the roots music and we do very well together. There's great chemistry. Um, and so it took a minute and actually took COVID-19, honestly, to, to whittle it down. Too sure. Yeah. So. What's well, interesting that you say that you, you could hear the bottom of it and knew there was something there. What's, what's very interesting, I think, and very telling of, of the way y'all work together is that you did take out pieces that are, that added a lot to songs. But when I listen to you guys play, it doesn't look like, it doesn't sound like anything's missing. No disrespect to the people that were within the band. Yeah. I, th I think you found the ways to kind of make that fit. Well, Chris uh, has got this magical ability to be a three-piece player. And I, yeah. my, the, my first band, my first band was a quartet that a guitar player got pissed and left because I didn't want to cover Bon Jovi. So yeah. he quit, he's like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna get my own band. And, that the guitar player that remained, like he stepped it up, as did the bass player. He played more notes. He turned it up, and yeah, it would just, you know, space. you uh, a guitar player in a three piece is a special breed. Yeah, you know. So I heard all that from the get go, and gotcha. uh, it, you know, whittled down like this. This is where the magic is, honestly. Mm -hmm. So speaking of the songs, Kevin, you you told me at that gig we were playing that some of these songs. Uh, yes, you told me this. So if you go back on it now, it's too late. It's recorded. Uh, some of these songs uh, were songs that you'd worked on years ago. All right, and they just kind of found its way back. There was oh. one, The Ghost of Michael Lanigan, I wrote when I was playing in Loch Ness with Johnny. And it's an Irish song, and it was an Irish ballad. And I completely forgot about that song. I, we never did it because I didn't need any. I didn't need to be a songwriter. I needed to be a singer in that band. We had, you know, we had all that covered. So that song just got kind of tossed. You know, I just I wrote it for myself and I forgot about it. And then whenever we <clears throat> realized that we were gonna be, Kevin and I were gonna do the songwriting, I started, I was like, oh man, I remember this song. I really liked it a lot, but I had it, I didn't have it written down anywhere. Then I ended up finding like a bit of a lyric somewhere. And over the course of, I think two weeks, I would remember, I knew the melody, yeah. I would remember the lyrics. Really? And I would write them down. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I would write it down. And then, but I had no chorus to it. And, and I brought it up, and I think I finally got it all together. I probably played it for Chris. And then I came up with that, um, like a very traditional chorus for it, and put that in there, and it all worked. But that was the only old song. And then that song, wherever you walked in, it's like a blues song. Um, that was like knocking the rust off. I was just, I, once again, I knew that we needed to write songs and I just wrote something, you know, like a one, four, five kind of a song. And once again, that was back in like March of last year, something like that. And um, we played it a few times and it, I don't know, it just seemed cheesy after a while. We didn't really, and I just threw it away. But then in the past couple of months, I saw it somewhere on my computer. And then I reimagined it in a different way. I changed keys, and I we just, were doing that originally with like Gina on lead vocal. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 And and anyway, changed around a good bit, and it seems to be coming along now. But like you know, we're still working on that song. Um, but all the other songs, um, Mockingbird was the first like real. Uh, I don't know that that we kind of knew that was going to do something. Um, but that was probably around April, and then, I mean, I just, I found that, you know, I'm an artist, and I find that if I just open myself up to um, writing, then I'll write. If I open myself up to making mosaics or painting or whatever it is, then that's what'll happen. And I just made a decision back in the spring to really open myself up to just being a songwriter. And 
take it seriously, write things down and stuff like, you know, and don't forget it and get to my guitar really quickly and, you know, that kind of a thing. And then, of course, having these two guys helps so much because I, I'm not good enough at anything to where I can just go in and do all the parts. I need to have Chris have the right um, chord changes and, and help count things out sometimes. You know, and then you have Kevin who just lays the roadmap. You know, or he, he says, nope. Yeah, or, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's happened before too. <laughs> I am the drummer. It stops here. Yeah. If I may be so bold, there was one time he said, "Well, I don't know, but right now I fucking hate that." Song. <laughs> yeah, that might be a direct quote. Yeah. <clears throat> and I believe that was the last time we ever. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So that no, was, that no, was no, still no, stuck to the drawing uh, board. That was one we've been working on. Nope, no, it wasn't. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might, need to get, might need to try to slide that back in there. So, yeah, we'll way. revisit that one, I guess. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Actually, I've taken that course and added it to something else because I've written something. Free uh, Rhythm Band? Yeah, right. We've got enough songs now to where uh, we would like to record, you know, like a real, you know, recording and everything. And... Um, Chris and I were talking about this like maybe a month or so ago. It's like, really, and then and, and then you came in. We all kind of agreed. It's like, we don't need to introduce any more new music right now. Let's just fine tune what we have. Work on our set. You know, get a good forty-five minute to an hour set, and and then all this new stuff that I'm writing, we'll 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 touch on that later. You know, now I've got like a um, a file of you know, some other music we can work on at a later date. But, uh, but right now, um, you know, once, once I made that decision to just open myself up to songwriting, it, it's, it's really interesting how it, it just, it's nothing to brag about. It's just something that just happens, you know, and it's not me. It's like I'm funneling it, you know. Speaking, you kinda, speaking of that, you know, one of the things that, um, not to put you on the spot, so if, if the answer is, yes, we've written a ton of those songs, then I'll, I'll just go ahead and, and walk this question back. But one of the things that I'm worried about is we're about to get a whole bunch of, we're all in this together, and I've been sitting on my couch, and oh, I've been in locked in chains kind of music from everybody having to be in COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, has, has being kind of away from everything, has that kind of taken your music writing and kind of steered it towards something that maybe darker or more like that? Or have you really just kind of explored this, the space of everything that's around you while that may be a part of it, but um, still kept your music writing kind of where it was, just maybe with different pieces in it? Well, I can't say it kept it where it was because it wasn't really anywhere, you know, beforehand. So I kind of started whenever all this was going on or, or began. And a lot of the lyrics, I guess, probably do have, um, I know that some of them are being trapped and wanting to get out and, you know, do that kind of a thing. But, um, I don't know that, well, go ahead. Mockingbird was like that. Yeah. And, and, um, digging a hole there, you know, there's those, that idea of, you know, the COVID thing and being by yourself or whatever does come in. But the thing, you know, we never stopped practicing. We, uh, we haven't, since last Chris and I have probably practiced every week for three years every week with the exception of maybe four or five times maybe if that and since we became a three-piece I bet we've missed one practice so this doesn't really change. I mean, well, I guess again because you've got three members of the band, you didn't have that many people to have to worry about RPs or people having different schedules. So that that helps. But that, I mean, that does show a commitment that, that y'all have to this group. What, what what do you you know when Kevin was talking earlier about not wanting to go play a three set somewhere because we got to worry about how much money we're going to make out of this. It's really about making music, doing stuff together. Where do you see this band going? Um, I kind of don't look too far ahead. I I would just like to see us playing regular gigs, um, locally or nearby. 
and just that's about as far as I've gotten with it. Um, you know, I don't have really, I'm 55 years old. I don't really have any aspirations beyond that. But I would like to see us playing regular gigs here in Columbia, you know, to where people start to know who we are. I feel like all the gigs that we played in the past, you know, there were people there and they liked us, but they didn't have any idea who we were. Well, and also we would change. Yeah, we so changed often. so much. Yeah, but now we've been a three-piece for so long, and and just we've really developed a, a sound and a style and everything, and it's been really nice to have this island of these two guys, you know, that we can come to every Tuesday or Wednesday, and forget about COVID and forget about all that and just forget a you know and just except when we had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was hard to forget. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two COVID survivors in this room. Yeah. You never Three. did, right? Oh, you, you got it. Yeah, oh, you man. never get it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I okay. Had it. I had it around. I, I didn't um, send you a card. Oh, that's when I got it. Were we together? I don't think we were. Uh, no, I, I don't think. I think the I got truth it. comes yeah, out. That's right. <laughs> um, you you did mention recordings though. That is something that you have on the the wish list for the band to to do a recording or two. Yeah, we did that uh, four-song uh, kind of EP thing, and I just would like to, for the kind of pure art sake of it, um, to get to get maybe record ten songs or something like that. You know, go back and add six more or whatever it is, and maybe polish up those that we did before and have a real LP type thing. You know, yeah. have a full album. Um, I don't. You know, we're not in a position where we need to make the music to supplement our income. Be nice to, you know, make a, you know, a little bit more. But we don't need to do that. And we're not, that's not our goal. You know, our goal is to have a really good time, I guess, and to play uh, good, good shows and be well-respected as, as a band. Okay, my goal is to have an okay time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta learn to embrace <laughs> mediocrity, Pettit. That's what <laughs> yeah. you have to do. Yeah, that's a great. So, speaking of which, though, speaking, you know, I know the world is. It, we're kind of opening back up. It looks like things are getting uh, ready to get going again. Um, websites, upcoming gigs. Where can people see y'all if something comes up? Okay, um, we've got. We played at Alwindal back in December, and it was a. Oh, the the the, the Green, yeah, the bar, yeah. The bar jam, yeah. But it was yeah, a shit show. Like a, yeah, we played it like was a week before 22 Christmas. Twenty-two degrees. No, I'm sorry. It was thirty-four degrees. Yeah, and rain. rainy. Oh, really? The Don't only people there were the other bands <laughs> and yeah. uh, the crew. And Eddie. yeah, yeah, bunch of cabbages. And it um, was a great time. It was, man. We, we had, had a blast, oh man. We're yeah, going to do that. It was a great time. So we, I one. still have not gone there. When the Blacksmiths played, I couldn't make that show. I was in Texas. Oh, really? And yeah, so I've that's not good, been to that. Yeah, I've got to go to that one day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he, cool. uh, Eddie, um, some bell bottoms. Eddie oh, yeah. White. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eddie, um, Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie White is the guy who, who books it and everything. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the godfather with that. He, um, he got in touch with all the, there were four bands, right? Yeah. And um, asked if we would do it again because it was such a crappy night and everything. And so anyway, we're playing there the uh, April 28th back okay. down in Alwindale. It'll be all the same four bands. I, I don't know about the first band. That maybe, the, yeah, maybe not the. Uh, yeah, is that the Fiddlers that had their kids on stage? Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of iffy, but yeah. definitely. There was a band from Charleston and then. And then Wombat Junction yep. from here in town. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They played too. So we're we're the three of us anyway are gonna de definitely play. And then we've got that gig with you guys, Duncan Sims, um, May twenty first at Quail Hollow. It's the spring fling thing outside by the pool. It's the night before the pool opens up for the summer. And then um, will the cover be off the pool this time? Yeah, that would be cool. It will be off the floor. What do we do? We, 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 do we play for when it closed last year? Is that when? It'd is that the fall festival? For, uh, no, I bet it probably been closed for over I a month. I think that anyway. was the ain't y'all sick of this shit fest. I think yeah. that's what it was. That's what it was. You're right. And we're playing in June. Ain't y'all about to get COVID? Yeah. So sometime in June, we've got a gig at the Stillwater Tap Room. June nineteenth. Nineteenth. Okay. Juneteenth. 
Oh yeah. Oh, that <laughs> is right. That is right. That is. Yep. So yeah, if still water in Augusta, you do have. Uh, oh, the the little stage that could. That, yeah. That, that, yeah. That thing. Yeah. 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 The Facebook. Where can people find you? Do you have a Facebook page? Yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, I guess it's 48 Fables, and, and then there, <laughs> you guess. Know, however I guess. they do that, you look it up, you know, <laughs> 48 Fables, you type in, you'll find it. Um, there's, uh, and then we have our own website, which is 48fables.com, and um, there's a Bandcamp page. Um, I guess if you type in 48 Fables, it's the number 48 and then Fables, then you can find that. I mean, there's a, a YouTube thing. There's a... Uh, I want to go and spell out 48 fables and see what garbage comes up. Because I, I really hope that it's something absolutely horrendous. Let us know. Might be. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Maybe our, we need to switch. Our Twitter it. is uh, uh, at fuck your Yankee blue jeans. Okay. That's, that's right. <laughs> so we have Twitter? <laughs> you do now. We do now. We do. Well, you know, listening to you guys, seeing y'all live, you know, the, the last time I saw y'all before we played that gig together was the iteration of the band when y'all were at the Rosewood Arts Festival. Believe it or not, that was a long oh, time yeah, ago. That yes, was, that yes. Was all six and then, and I was there with David Hunt, and we were oh, watching y'all play. I was and so then, hungover. And then, <laughs> and then God, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> and then I saw y'all at our gig, and I remember David and I standing beside each other and saying, "Like, you know, wow, they really do work as a three piece." And it, it is fun to watch you guys play. I do think the music's fantastic. Um, I think everybody in the band is great, except for Pettit. And I, I, I do think that, um, that I do think y'all are a band that people need to go and see. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you guys uh, coming up soon. Uh, we'll promote a little bit of stuff on, on, on my side as well. But um, looking forward to playing with you guys because I think I um, my beer, I forgot to put it in my cooler and it was warm. And so I had to start drinking warm beer halfway through the show. So this time I'll actually have drinks better prepared. This I time think you better have. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a horrible thing. That's what May something. May twenty first. First, yeah. 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 So we'll see you guys then. But um, thanks for spending some time sharing with people about the music. Looking forward to whenever you do have some kind of recording. Certainly need to promote that. Uh, but certainly want to get out and and see you guys. So I'll check the website, Facebook, Forty Eight Fables. Look up the fan page and uh, all. The well, also the music is on Spotify and Apple and um, Apple Music. Um, you, you too. I'm I mean, going you to end the show easy. and you wait till now to just blurt that out? <laughs> you could have said it a minute ago when you had the floor. <laughs> so Apple, Spotify, where else do you have your music? Wherever just you can. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah okay. pretty yeah. much, yeah. <clears throat> those, uh, that four-song EP is out there. Okay. Yeah, it's Excellent. easy enough to find. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Thank Appreciate you. it. Looking forward to seeing you guys uh, jumping around on stage sometime soon. It All was right. great. There's nothing we would rather do than talk about ourselves. That's <laughs> yeah. Favorite thing to do. Yeah, this one's for the drunk girls in the back Standing by the bar with all her friends I can't see their faces But I can hear them shout Yeah, this one's for the drunk girls in the back This one's for the drunk girls on the side All the pretty faces in a row but Don't worry darling, we're gonna play little sister tonight I want to uh, thank the guys from 48 Fables again for coming on the show You can find them, uh, you can find their music on uh, iTunes, Spotify uh, check it out. They've got, you know, like they said before, the the music they've recorded, and uh, when they do come out with something new, I'm sure we'll have it here. That uh, that's some old, that's some old Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths with our Don's uh, his special song he wrote for the children, <laughs> Drunk Girls. Yes. Oh man, we've had fun playing that song. I um. One of the things that I think doesn't, I don't, it, it's not something you talk about in a band. It's not like you sit around and 
man, I'm so glad we're here together today. But one of the things that's great about playing in bands is you, a lot of times you get thrown together with people you might not have ever met because uh, you're playing music together. Um, it's uh, it, it, you can kind of you can kind of use that story anywhere. But yeah, you work in the same sector. Maybe you'll run into each other. You work on the same street. You've got close friends. Whatever music will bring people of every socioeconomic background together. Race, creed, color. Oh, sure, we, we still have our cliques. I'm not saying that we don't, but but it, it is a really cool place where you might just run into people that you're friends with for forever and would have never found them. I I met I, well, all of these guys. I so in, in the in the cover band that I'm in, one day somebody needed uh, a keyboard player for a gig. That was Don. There's a long, funny story to that about how I went and his ridiculous self didn't show up because it was a terrible rainstorm and he couldn't get out of Charleston that night. I mean, it may have been a hurricane, but still, I drove all the way over to Ace's house. That's how I met my buddy Ace, who's been on the show before, uh, the guitarist for Cottontown Soul Society, and uh, he's a guy that uh, was raising money for the, uh, the the school music program last year. Um, it's how I met Kevin because actually through Ace before I ever met him through Don. Uh, so it's it's wonderful. It's one of the neat things uh, about bands. One of the hard things about bands, though, is not everybody stays in the band. Um, and uh, sometimes that that's, sometimes that's pretty dark. There's, sometimes there's some, some stories there that you don't really like to share. Some people come and go. You know, Billy Joel's right. Life's a series of hellos and goodbyes. Um, so you... you when you find a group of people that you really fit with, um, the music's good, the camaraderie's good. It's really hard to let that go. Um, I've I've jammed around with guys before that we we never got on stage together, but we really enjoyed um, we really enjoyed pushing each other to be the best we could be. We really enjoyed trying to to find those limits of where each other was and push each other to go beyond that opened up uh, hey i know you like this kind of music but you should check this out it's a little bit different maybe not your style but maybe you will like it and because of the trust and the bond that's there you you, you find that and it's it's one of those things that is really great about being in bands and, and one of those things that kind of sometimes just kind of stinks because because you 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 lose touch with people I, I think it's probably one of the biggest blessings I've had in my life. And I I didn't realize it when I first got into it. You know, you get into music for the same reason everybody else does. Because chicks dig music. I mean, look, every story of any teenage boy starting something starts because some girl was impressed by it. But you get into it and you start you know, all kidding aside, you start mastering your craft and really finding something that you enjoy and, and pushing yourself. And then you, you, you find a way that you can express things, uh, emotions or feelings out that you, you, you couldn't find other ways. And, and you can tell when people go from, Hey, I'm taking guitar lessons to, Hey, I'm playing a guitar. It's, you, you can see that turn. Not everybody makes it, but you see it when it happens. And then when you get a little bit older, you're around people, some people still trying to figure it out, and some people that 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 don't really have it, but they really wish they could be, and then some people that are just ripping it up. And, and, and all of those people can teach you something, and you start getting in groups together and, and pushing each other forward. Me, me now in my early 40s, I can say early 40s for like two more years. Um, one more year. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, I'm finding that there are a lot of people that are coming back to music. I, I did a few years ago. I mean, I, I really just left it. And I didn't realize how big of a part of it for me was just empty. But it wasn't just the, the music. It was the, the camaraderie and the, and the folks that I, I was spending time with and working with and, and that I had challenging me and that I was arguing with. Like it, it's, it's great to get back to that, to find people that you trust. 
I wonder if other hobbies are like that. I know a lot of people that like to play sports together. They, they feel the same way. I'm sure book clubs can si- somewhat feel like that. Wine clubs certainly do. You know, as we're getting back into opening up into the world, because I think we've reached a point where we've realized what this is. It ain't, it ain't far from what Chad Prather and I said a year ago it was. Not saying I told you so, although he and I did say it was going to be over in June. So, nah, we're, we're off by a good year. <laughs> but but anyway, anyway, that aside, um, I, I do think as we're opening up, we may not be able to do all the things that we want to do, but we're, we're going to do them now anyway. And one of the things that I, I would I would really push you to do, if you haven't been around your folks, g- get back around them. If you haven't been uh, around the people that that push you, that help you enjoy a hobby, that challenge you, that you challenge, get back around them. In 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 playing music and practicing again now, like like we have in my band for uh, about about a month or so, I can tell you I can I can feel a big difference um, in a sense of expression and a sense yeah it's a sense of purpose. I mean there there is something to that. Uh, there are stories that you're missing out on that we're all missing out on because those stories don't happen unless we're together. I mean, yeah, we've all had funny Zoom stories where, uh, you know, people have turned into cats and apparently haven't gotten off the cat mode before they get in front of a judge. You know, people that uh, forget to put their pants on when they're on. We hear those funny stories. Look, those can only go so far. You, you can't watch. Uh, a guy faking injury to get past a hotel security guard over Zoom. You got to be there. You, you can't find a way to push yourself to, to something a little bit better unless you're doing it in person. I know a lot of people are afraid right now. I know a lot of people uh, have reason to be cautious. I'm, I'm not saying don't be. Uh, but I, I do think that one of the things we have forgotten, and we it's time for us to get back to, it's is is being with each other y- y'all it's it's time it, it's time we have the ability to be safe we have the ability to to distance we have the ability to wear to to wear masks we have access to to vaccines we, we've got stuff a lot of us have already had it we, we we've we're, we're there now and i'm not saying that just for you but 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 your friends need you too I've hit it around about this since I started the show back up. I, I'm just here to tell you tonight, it is time. It's time to start getting back together, to start creating these memories. It's time to do it. We can do it safely. You can, if you're scared, if you've got things to worry about, I get that. Take your precautions or don't leave just yet, but don't miss out on as much as you can. Be somewhere. And when I say that, I mean be somewhere. We are human beings. We are not meant to live electronically. So there's a festival coming up May 1st. It's still a good month away in Columbia, South Carolina. Come to it. 1130. See us playing. Wave to me. Maybe I'll buy you a beer. But if anything, find your small groups. Whether it's church. Can, can I say something about that? Churches open up. Open up. Come on. You've got outside. You've got inside spacing. Open up. People need you. They need each other. Lead the way. Quit. I, I just want our churches to quit being somebody who panders to, to try to please everyone. Y'all, you're not going to please everyone. All you're going to do is end up not pleasing anyone. Just open up. Get off that soapbox now. Um. But find your friends, find your people, find a way to be safe, but be around each other. Find a way to connect and and get those stories. And if you've ever thought about being a musician or you were trying it during COVID and practicing, get together now with a group of people, just some people that want to get together and jam. Maybe you sound terrible. I promise you, you don't sound worse than Don Merkel on the blacksmiths three sets in and four bottle whiskeys later. <laughs> just 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 have fun with it. It's time. I've had a, I've had a rough week at work. 
I, I'm struggling with some things. I want to tell you something. The the time I can spend though, uh, playing music, the time I spend with friends, and the time I spend with my family at home, not huge groups, but that time is important. During the pandemic, when we snuck away with some really close friends of ours up to the mountains, gotten away for a little bit, it's gotten me through it. There are people out there that are really, really struggling. There are some of us that are just kind of struggling. There are some of us that have, we're just oblivious to the fact that we're struggling. Just trust me, no matter which level you're on, and listen to me when I say, just go be with your people. Go find your friends. Go make some funny stories. I promise you, it won't be something you'll regret later. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so different.